Hi guys, in this week's episode, we are taking a little shorter mm-hmm. episode, but it's still action-packed because I am at a writer's retreat and I introduced to you guys a new method to possibly get you focused for your writing. And I think about becoming much meaner to my son. <laughs> Will she do it, folks? We don't know. And also, I introduce a piece of rock that might change your life. That's right. We're talking geology. <laughs> Get into the episode. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Two Kims, One, One Pod. Pod. I'm your host, Peter Kim. And I'm Unji Kim. And we are the Kimmiest Kims in the pod game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um just to remind you guys, November 16th is coming up in a week. In it's a coming week. up in a week. Oh, my God. Well, I guess when this comes out, it won't be a week. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway, if this comes out before that, probably won't. Come to Lincoln Lodge. And if you have not come to Lincoln Lodge and you couldn't and you're in L.A., come to December 16th at the Lyric Hyperion because we're doing Two Kim's One Pod Live. All right. Should we get into our episode today? Bitch, let's get into it. All right, it's time to get into the highlights and lowlights in this week's special sexy segment called Rock Hard Tops and Soft Flaccid Bottoms. Yeah. My top this week is that, um, as you can see, I am in a different locale. Mm -hmm. I am in an Airbnb in the mountains of Lake Arrowhead in the San Bernardino. And uh, I'm on a little writer's retreat. I've been here since Monday. Today's Wednesday, so today's today's the last day, and we leave tomorrow. So just like a quick like in and out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how what is a writer's retreat? Like you've been on a couple of these. Like tell me, and every time I'm confused. So tell me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going in? on vacation, but instead of like playing, you write. But what is like? Do you go in with a goal, like a specific project yeah. you want to finish, or is yes. it just okay? 100% yes. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to like go up and see what happens. <laughs> like write in my journal and eat, pray, love. It's like there's a specific draft and thing that you want yeah, to do. Yeah, the way I do it. I don't know how anyone else does it, but here's, do you want to, do you want me to take you through a sample schedule? Yes, 100%. Okay. So um, I've been doing this for the last three days, right? So our schedule is 8 a.m. wake up. Not bad. Okay, that's norm, right? It's yeah, not crazy. that's late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for moms and stuff, it's probably late. <laughs> but eight a.m. for for stoner writers, it's normal slash early. So we wake up at eight a.m. and then from eight a.m. to ten a.m. So the first two hours, yeah, we um, individually slash together, uh-huh. we do the following things: okay, coffee, uh-huh. shit, yeah, stretch. Walk the dog, eat, kind of like um, settle into the day, settle into the morning and yeah. talk about like what we're about to work on. OK, what we'd like to accomplish for what what I'm calling writer uh, block, right block one. OK, right. So the right block one is a three hour block, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. And you write for three hours. You uh-huh. don't get out of your seat. No. Only to like walk around and stretch, but get back in, okay. you know. So it's three hours of write. And then 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., we do the following. Lunch, take a shit, talk shit out, take a walk, 
pitch things to each other. Sure. Does this work? Does yeah. this make sense? Is this a character you like? Yada, yada, yada. And okay. we kind of bounce off each other, right? Uh -huh. So for an hour. And then for 2 to 4 p.m. is right block number two. Sure. So it's a two-hour block. Uh -huh. We did it's a three-hour block at first, and then now we do a two-hour block, right? Yeah. And that's where we like go in, fix things, yeah. whatever you want to do. Capitalize. And then from 4 punctuate. to 6 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. 4 to 6 p.m. is free time. Okay. Meaning cook and prepare dinner, take the dog out for a walk, take smoke a, a lot of weed. Eat. Take another shit. Yeah. Take another shit if you can <laughs> pinch one out, you know, like, so really time to like let the, the two writing block days to just kind of marinate. Okay. And then from six to 7 PM is write block number three. You do another write block in the evening? One hour. So you do three hours, then two hours, then one hour. Okay. And then from seven to 9 PM, you eat dinner, you chill. You walk the dog, smoke some more weed, you bounce off each other, and then you stop. No more writing. Okay. Okay, and then you go to sleep at 9 p.m. You go to sleep at 9? 9 p.m., And you wake up at 8? Wake up at 8. I'm sleeping like 12 hours. And here's what. You don't think you're going to be tired by 9 p.m.? Because you've been writing for six hours, bitch, you're ready to go to sleep. Yeah, you are of tired. course. I'm ready to go so, to sleep. At nine, Listen, oh, I do that yeah. consistently. Yeah. <laughs> Any days I don't I'm have shows, to go to sleep I like, telling you to schedule right now. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> but I literally I at nine o'clock very consistently go to sleep if on days yeah. I don't do shows. Yeah. So yeah. like we this because we're not doing anything but this. Mm -hmm. There's no like, oh, I have a meeting or you know I've had meetings here and there or and I'm doing this podcast during yeah. my lunch hour. You know. Okay. Um, so, and I'm going back to a write block after this, but anyway, so it's been six hours of writing a day and what this like three to one does mm -hmm. is it really like maps out the writing process as in like it's hardest to get it started. Right. So you have three hours to just kind of like shit things out and purge and whatever, like do the vomit drafting sure. of in the three hours. And then in the two hours, you're kind of like, wait, my, I let my brain rest. And I'm like, like you're writing so much of writing, especially comedy is, um, problem solving. So your brain's like doing the problem solving in the background while you like walk around, take a shit, whatever, eat. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. at 2 to 4 p.m. you're going, inevitably, I'm like, oh, that's the solution. And I'm like, oh, that's the solution. And I'm like wanting to get back into my seat already because I have solutions that are popping up. So 2 to 4 p.m. I'm like fixing things. Okay. Right? And then by the 6 to 7 p.m. third one hour blitz it almost feels like not enough time because I'm like trying to like get all this writing done, but I only have 60 minutes to get it done. And it's right. making, it's leaving me with this like sense of urgency. I, I want to write more. Like, yeah, yeah it, because you've like narrowed down your time like that through the day. So by the time you're doing your one hour block, you're like, there's not enough time. I got to go. I got to go, 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 go. You're on like go mode. So it feels so good as a writer because you're not in that mire of like second guessing your stuff and like, does this even good? Ugh, right. You know what I mean? You got all of that out during the first three hours. And by the third block, you're like just a monster at that point. 
fixing wow. things, punching up, etc. So that's been my top. Yeah. And it's beautiful up here. Honestly, haven't been out much just to walk the dog because I'm like, I'm writing. How much are you writing? How much have you finished? How many pages? I just finished my 32nd page. I, I just finished the pilot. But, so is this, yeah. but this is a second draft of that pilot, right? This is a rewrite of a pilot that I did, that I wrote a long time ago. Right. Pre-strike. Uh-huh. And um, I, I have been like really slow to rewrite. But so you already had pages. But it was a complete rewrite. Oh, really? Y- yes. There was nothing of the old stuff that, so it was a page one rewrite. Damn. So yeah, I did 30, 31 pages. Even in, in the, the last. Uh, even in the outline, like the, you didn't retain any of that stuff. You just went straight. You, you started I had to blue, redo everything. You blue skied from blue sky to page. Yeah, because, well. Three what, did days? I, did I keep anything? I, I didn't keep anything. I didn't, I only kept the main two characters. I, I cut all the other characters. I completely changed the ensemble. I changed the story, the pilot story. I changed their the only thing I kept was like their dynamic, but that was like esoteric. It was not like it was written down. Right. I didn't keep any joke. I didn't keep any like plot device. So nothing. no, like just the character. I'm just thinking about as just like the main a, two characters. So I'm just thinking like as like a as a, even as a pitch deck. So like just those parts and everything was a page one rewrite. And you did that in three yeah. fucking days, 32 pages. And you have this screenplay. No, no, no. The what screenplay? The horror comedy? Yeah. I didn't even start on that. Okay. I've just been working on the pilot. Okay. But that's yeah. crazy in three days. 18 hours. Wow. Yeah. When you, you can, break you, it down that way, it's, it's 30 crazy. pages. Yeah. It's not that many pages. Like, if you really think about it, it's not the number of pages that's the issue. It's, it's like the number of the world um, Adderall building. pills you need to take to. <laughs> well, here's the thing I was going to say I feel like I'm on Adderall. Right. What? Because, and yeah, because I'm like, I think it's this three, two, one thing. I really you like, do. You like a three, two, one. You like the Pomodoro method. You like the. Exactly. Yes, you do. Exactly. You like that sort of like whittling away. I like away a triangle. Towards, yes, yes. It's yes. the strongest shape in nature. Yes, a funnel. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a, it's a yeah. V. It's the, oh wait, that's not the right. <laughs> it's the V. It's, it's the, the V. v. <laughs> It's the divine V. <laughs> but, uh, that's not the right motion for that around my mouth. But um, yeah. but yeah, okay, crazy. What a high. That's been great. What yes. a high. Like truly a high and like really happy and f- like fulfilled by the writing. It's not like I'm slogging through it just to get it out like an assignment. Like I'm really yeah. like, because it's, it's on spec. No one's asking me to write this. Like sure. I'm writing it because I want to. So I'm uh, hopefully it'll get sold somewhere, but like if not, it's fine. Like I wrote it and it felt great, and like it it, it felt great to really like go from zero. Yeah, I'm because I'm, I'm astounded and impressed. Like I'm I'm often impressed with you, but this one I'm like really impressed. I had to, I had to. It, the old stuff wasn't helping me. Sure, it was like. Not yeah. being precious about stuff is really the best gift you can give yourself it, yeah, as a writer. Exactly. Like, just be like, yeah. yeah. Um, I give myself that gift only by virtue of the fact that I forget everything. So <laughs> it's always yeah. new to me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's incredible. That's like, the, yeah, being productive you. is really, really uh, yeah. 
It's crazy. It's like yeah. a drug. It is a drug. Yes. Like feeling productive. I, there's nothing like it. I'm like, I feel like I'm on cocaine, like Adderall. I'm just like, what else can I do? I can do anything. You know, like it feels like that. It's like nuts. And having focus and clarity, like focus. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's, that's going to come back later. But okay. anyway, my bottom is that because my mind's been so put to use, like in, in the last three days, mm-hmm. I haven't been sleeping that well. Also, it's like the change of scenery sure, too, sure, and sure, I'm up sure. in the mountains, and the it's you know it's thinner, but I'm like twisting and turning, and I'm I keep getting up at 4 a.m. exactly, so odd. I go your to body sleep can at like only handle eight hours because your body can really only handle like eight hours of sleep. Maybe that's what it is. Like yeah. I get up at four, and then I can't fall. Back. I'm like twisting and turning, yeah, who, and like what adult is sleeping twelve? I mean, that's like that's a teen. You know what I, I mean? Know. One of my friends yeah. has been really trying to sleep a ton, and she was saying that she's actually feels like she's gotten taller. <laughs> I don't know if she told me that to like try to entice me to get away from my try to sleep. You're the opposite though. You don't get any sleep. I don't get any sleep, and I yeah, don't mind. you're shrinking. I'm shrinking. <laughs> I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm withering away. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always been not a big sleeper though. I even yeah. since yeah, I'm a, I'm a, like a five to six. As I got older, I, I feel like I need six to seven. I think but, older. Yeah. yeah, like, but as you get older, you you sleep less. I feel. Yes, but I never right? slept well, so I think yeah. I'm kind of reaching some sort of like normal person equilibrium. So, like, when you gotcha, say that yeah. you've been getting up at four thirty, what's been happening between four thirty and the actual wake time? I, I'm like twisting and turning, and I'll get I'll like dip back into like a and the, like a sleep, and then get right back up or right before seven. Okay. And my wake up time is eight, so I'm like open. I'm wide awake at seven, and just like. Okay, should I like get up? And then nowadays I've ju- I've just been getting up and like making coffee and like sure. just getting this day started at seven instead of eight. Sure. Which is so crazy to me because that's not my normal. Like I'm the type of person to like push everything mm-hmm. till like late. Yes. But now because I'm in this mode, mm-hmm. sans drugs, BTW, yes. this is what like Pfizer is giving you via like Ritalin or whatever the fuck like I and I'm smoking weed too let me tell you I'm not not smoking weed I'm smoking (laughs) weed and I'm staying fucking focused so much so that I'm getting tired at 9 p.m. and I'm waking up before my alarm clock in a in a like almost a tizzy to get started does that make sense are you off are you off social medias right now like are you not on your phone when you're working not on my phone. I'm actually working. I'm writing. So, I mean, do you think that's a part of it? The fact that you're able to go to sleep and stay mm. focused is just like the lack of phone? Maybe. Because that's a huge part of it for me. Like, I lock up my phone in the mornings and it's helped my morning productivity insofar as not actually doing anything but like remaining focused to the morning and getting people out everything moves more fluidly and like any fuck ups are not because of distraction or like um being consumed by stuff i wake uh i wake up and i feel more connected to the world and to my family and to my body it's just it's That's probably part of it it's not like i I i've been trying to get off of social media it's Mm -hmm. that I just don't have any time to devote to it because I'm keeping myself to such a tight schedule right. that there's no like room for 
just farting around. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I keep, I, I know. And I keep thinking like, how do I bring this back to my real life? Because it's easy to do that when you're on a quote retreat, because the entire time you're there is dedicated to this thing. Right. But in your normal life, that just doesn't work because your normal life is jazz. Like things happen, things pop mm-hmm. up. You, you got to pick something. Well, like something went wrong and you have to return this. That pushes your day forward. Like you can't have this like structured kind of thing, like six hours of writing structure. I mean, like that's, that's, I mean, people do, people do do that. How do they have a life outside of that? Like it's gotta they be have tough. a supportive wife. Yeah, and I don't. <laughs> Trust me. My wife is very angry. <laughs> my wife is upset. So is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Should we leave them? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I uh, think I think from at least, like, the people that I know that held this, like, super rigorous writing schedule, like, you know, famous people like Stephen King and yeah. Hemingway, like, people that are notori- like notorious yeah. for maintaining very rigid and um, structured writing schedules, they, yeah. that's what they had. They had really supportive people that kind of controlled and took care of their to. life for them. Yeah. And they did yeah. this. But I think there's a part of it where it's like, as long as, the reality is, if this is your full-time job, you could mm. technically do three days on two days off during the week. Mm. Right, because yeah. it's something about it's like the consecutive part of it. It's like it's yes. it, day on, day off, day on, day off is not good. If that you could does do, not work. If you could do like the it just needs like to you be have, ra- yeah, yeah. So if you do the three days in a row, maybe. Oh, interesting. Or even do like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And then Thursday, Friday. That, yeah, you leave off, and or it could be three, two, one, like even. Something's got to have, I got to bring something back to my real life because this has been so helpful Mm -hmm. and I've been feeling so productive and purposeful Yeah, because it is like even me and Mike during our lunch times, it's like the lunch is in order to have sustained energy for the next boost of two hours of writing. You know what I mean? It's like everything is towards creation, that one thing. So it's incredible. It feels so amazing to feel focused. That, that And I know tomorrow it's going to be sucky to go back home and be like, okay, I, sh- I could do three hours now, but like, what else is happening? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> so I'm I mean, really going to try to like um, plant it back into my real life. Even if it's like a, not a three hour, two hour, one hour, but like two hour, one hour, half hour. Yeah. Something like that. Or like something more manageable that I could fit into my life every day. Mm-hmm. I think I really do. I have to. And the I know this hours. is so stupid. Like, duh, you have to. It's your job. Why aren't you treating it like a job? But it's writing. It's the hardest yeah. thing to Fuck like. Fuck off. Get, Anybody get that's focused. ever. Yeah. Has anyone. Tra- yeah. Have you ever tried to write a five page paper about a book you've read? Like, I mean, <laughs> like it's <laughs> shut the fuck most, up. Like, <laughs> most of the time it's about books I didn't read. And yes. I'm I mean, like it's, it's writing is so incredibly difficult. But it's so hard. The 10 it's so to hard one to get is started. Is, Yes. And the, but the 10 to 1 and as long as like I feel like the first 5 hour arc like the like the morning routine and then the 10 to 1 of it all like is sacred and as long as you kind of mm. manage that for a certain number of days or 
make it a priority. And then like in the back half, if it's like, like you were saying, like three, one half hour or three, and then try to figure out the edits and the back of the day in the late Back afternoon. Of the day. Yeah. yeah. So if it's like it's three, really necessary to have that three. Yes. That, that initial three of like Powerful giving number. yourself permission yes. to be so bad and mm-hmm. shitty and unpolished and gross and you know um, basic or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Yes. Like all the stuff that we judge ourselves and judge others for. Mm-hmm. That's the time to do that. So that when you go back in your back half of the day, you can be a ninja and like. Oh, and also like writing basic stuff is like that. Even that is a skill like, you know, it, that can't be underestimated at all. The um, most difficult to do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, where did this word come? I mean, yes, it is yeah. difficult to even disavow yourself of like um, censoring yourself or self-editing as you're writing that sort oh. of stuff. Oh, um, the saboteur, honey. Yeah, yeah. This is really yeah. inspirational. So then, so you haven't been sleeping. That's the down. That's the low for you. That is you. the down. That is. The, but I think even my, then, you're waking up. My mind up. is just racing. But then you're waking up and rejuvenated. That's not even a fucking low. Shut up. <laughs> it is a low because I love to sleep. You know I love to sleep. <laughs> um, okay, so my high was, God, listening to this is really making me feel away. I um, I have uh, I did a show uh, I did this big gala and it was very fun. I will say that um, it was one of the best kind of gala fundraiser like one of these events that I've ever done because it was the people there. This is the thing. What's happening now in this culture and you saw it with your the gig that you did in San Antonio is that the nonprofit and fundraising game is kind of becoming younger. Like the demographic, mm. they're not okay. How about this? They're not actually getting younger. We're the same age. Okay. Like you know, <laughs> it turns out we're getting older. We're getting older. <laughs> okay. It turns out that other people continue to make regular amounts of money um, throughout their twenties, thirties, and forties, and have accrued mm. wealth, and uh, they're choosing to go to these fundraisers. But it was just, mm. it was fun, and it was um, not stodgy in a way that was. Like it was just it's it was just it was really fun and the show was really fun. Um, there were a lot of like drag queens. I'm doing a lot of these kind of, uh, oh, cool. yeah, like queer. Um, like I was talking to my students about what alt comedy was, and I was feeling it, I was in a way, and I was kind of like, I feel like alt comedy is a very era specific kind of Mm -hmm. terminology uh, that came out of a place and a time where like club comedy and there was like a distinct difference. Mm -hmm. And now with the um, rise of internet comedy, I'm just like, if is someone alt, if they are like smashing um, pancakes down their pants and doing stuff, if they have 4 million TikTok followers, like, is that alt? I see what like, you're saying. Like, like what, what, is what the, does alt mean? mean? Is, I, does it mean counter, countercultural? And what's countercultural now? I mean, like, is... Anything that's not pop? Anything that's not popular? But there, everything is so niche now. There is no monoculture. Well, niche, I think, is counter counterculture. Interesting. I would, no, there I, is mono. You don't think there's monoculture anymore? Absolutely not. I think I, everything just gets fed into the monoculture I, I just, once it I, gets I, to a certain point. Kumail Nanjiani was in a Marvel movie. You know, he yeah, was he's a monoculture. Part. Now, but he was... Now. He was but, alt comedy in Chicago. 
Yeah, but you phase. It's like how you start as a Democrat and you die as a Republican. Like that's <laughs> you hope. That's, you hope that's the that's the fucking <laughs> that's what happens. You it's make a, money and you you're hope. like fuck the gays. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you and I don't make money. That's why money doesn't stick to us. Because right? we choose to be true we to choose our own to roots. be li- exactly. It can't because once it, it's going to change us. Because we, we we are resistant to change. <laughs> and so, but yeah, it was. I was thinking that ultimately, I think the the way that I would assign all comedy now would be like something that's hyper local and um, mm. like in a different, because like if you're hyper local and you're of a place, that means by definition, you cannot be a part of the monoculture or a larger culture or even a part of the famous internet culture because you got, you're just from here and it's like mm. a local kind of thing. Like that's type of, um, yeah, that, that to me felt alt and also queer and camp Comedy still feels very all to me. But yeah, mm. um, it was really fun. It was a great show. And it was one of those things where, you know, there is just something about mentally unwell white women that I am like moths to Drawn a flame. To? Like moths oh. to a flame. They are just it's like a Spanish fly, honey. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not a Spanish fly. <laughs> You're drinking that up. And then they're being knocked out. Um, that's, just, that's a Bill Cosby thing. Is it? Oh, I think yes. just made you horny. Is it a? Oh, it's a date rape drug. Oh, okay, well, not that, but yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> um, Mentally yeah. unwell white women. I feel like that's just writ large the internet. Like that's. I feel like that's like most of our culture right now. Like who is mentally stable? <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly, truly, in a way, I, I. Um, but yeah, that was that. And along with uh, I finally got it together enough to go back to therapy. So that was a very good high point. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Be able to beat out some things with um, a, a third party and stuff. Hopefully they're mentally stable. And she is. She is. Oh, uh, good. She is, she's, oh, my God. We love. She. I mean, she's like uh, has a healthy level of skepticism to everything I say. And she's not impressed with me. It is so. You need that. You love I, that. I do. Yes. I need that. I, I love you that. You know, I fired my therapist because he started looking at my videos, and I was like, "You need to go. You, don't do you that. You need to go. I don't. That's need an a- intimately that that's an intimacy that I did not ask for from and, you. And, and, and we don't want a fan. We don't no. need. We. I don't need that. Like, I need no. someone very specifically to tell me what's what. And yeah. if I'm, I think it's also unhealthy for someone to go to a um, a mental health professional looking for that. Looking, looking for a fan. Looking for a fan. Looking for someone who is going to. How much of how much of therapy today or modern therapy do you think is that? Eighty percent. Like Eighty percent. Right. Yes. It's most right. Yes. It's it, someone. Like, w- it's it's gone. It's gotten vogue, and now they're like, just tell me what I want to hear. It's literally a third party. You're paying someone to like Give your you opinion. affirmations. Yes. Yes. Like it's not enough that your friends are probably doing it. You also need a stranger. Maybe their friends aren't. Maybe their friends aren't. That's very. I don't think. And like, otherwise, these young people would be, you know, excommunicating. They love That's to cut true. toxic people out of their lives. And- I recently heard I heard that that company BetterHelp mm-hmm. is getting sued. They should. Did you hear about that? Oh, you knew about this? How they're like hiring like unlicensed therapists because the demand got too big after the pandemic. <laughs> 
Did you hear about this? No, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. People are getting like jank ass therapy. Yes. Yeah, they're I mean, like, I took, cor- I took j- a course on YouTube and then they like signed them up and then now they're I'm like texting with them. I'm a universal life minister. And so- That's, you know I am. <laughs> Church of Universal Life. So, I mean, it's, I can, there's no, there are bad therapists doing real therapy. Everywhere, I guess. Everywhere. But I mean, like, in lieu of real therapists, they, because they got so much demand over the pandemic, that, like, they had to hire all these, like, non-accredited people. For sure. To, you know, I like, because, you know, BetterHelp, some, like, there's, like, tiers. Like, you could just do a text-based thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, it might not even be a person. It might just be a chat bot. I mean, the chat bot might actually be a better A therapy chat it. bot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to look up your fucking YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> And anyway, be engaged what? in something bad. Oh, yeah. and my and my um, my low would be, um, you know, sometimes I really do. Um, I am humbled in a way where I feel like I was okay. This is a dark thought that I had, but I, I I'm not saying that I want to start. I would never hit my child. Let me just start off by saying this. <laughs> I love how this is starting. I'm n- I'm not saying That's what I- my abusive father used to start with. <laughs> I never want to you I don't want to do this. I don't want you, to do this. You are making, making me, me do this. Do this. <laughs> You are forcing my hand across your face. <laughs> I, I, I'm i not saying that I ever will. There's no part of me that wants to or um, will. You know, I, I just I just don't think it's in me at this point. You know what I mean? OK. Um, he's he's well, almost your as tall son's as me. too big. Yeah. He's tall as me. So no, yeah, uh, you'll hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but there is this moment where I he is just not. Peter, I looked at him and I was, there was this moment I got vulnerable with him as a parent. And I was like, dude, I look at you. And at the same age, I was um, making rice for dinner, right? Like you like you made your rice, you set the dinner table, like you, mm-hmm. I did my own homework. I woke up, brush, brushed my teeth. Like there was very little adult intervention that was not punitive or mm-hmm. about pressure or like uh, discipline. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was going, right? I was operating. And I'm um, looking at a boy that I, whose ass I recently wiped. And I Why? was like- why did he you was wipe sick. His ass? He was sick. To be fair, he was sick. But like, it was just. Um, what does that mean? How sick were his hands broken? Like, how <laughs> he, he sick do you have crazy, to be to not have he not was be able really, to wipe his, ass? His, his stomach was really hurting. His stomach was like he was cramping up, and he was having diarrhea. So it was like crazy. So whatever. To be fair, in his defense, in his defense, I, while I am roasting him, in his defense, okay, I did wipe his ass recently. So. I was just like, you know, there's this moment where I'm looking at him like, I don't know if I'm helping you. Like, I don't know Hold if Hold on this- for a second. Hold on for a second. Can we go back to the wiping the ass? Are you on, <laughs> is he on the toilet and you're coming and rolling up a thing of paper and then wiping his ass on the toilet? Yes. Why? <laughs> 
I just don't understand why because you he had already tried. Because he had already tried, and it was so much diarrhea, and it was so he wound up having to go into the shower. It was like crazy. He was okay. sick. He was sick. It was a messy situation. It was a messy situation that he could not, I and see. he was like upset about it, and like blah blah blah. But, okay, because I'm I'm imagining him like on the toilet pooping, and then going like. Mom, I, no, I no, can't no, no. even lift the paper. You no, know, no, I don't no, know no. why you are there. I'm not there. But, okay, this makes sense. He, this makes he sense. was having issues. He was he getting upset. It- yes. And he wound up having uh, to go into the shower and you're, anyway. You were doing the aftermath yes. of. Yes. Trying to, okay. trying to do some additional adult level kind of level. Okay. Dexterity cleanup. I'm and uh, he, would, he wound up going into the shower. But okay. I'm just saying, I looked at him. I was like, I don't know if I'm doing... if. I'm doing anything. Uh, I'm doing you a service by not giving Wiping you any pressure. Ass. Yeah, no, but like not doing any, not giving you any pressure or like telling you like I am doing the absolute inverse, all love, all mm-hmm. affirmation, and this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if this is better. You know, when I look at if you look at our peers, even Peter, that have these kinds of relationships with their parents, people who talk to them all the time, people who. Um, our friends with their parents who go on vacations Ugh. with their parents, like who Ugh, never got who hit. Talk to their parents on the phone. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But you know these people. Like, there's a I know lot these of there's a lot of these people in our lives in this generation, millennial, Gen Z. They're they love their parents. They have good relationships with their parents. I don't know of those people who's happy. Name one person that's happy. That's like who's that. happy. Who's happy? This is what I'm saying. No one is happier. No one is happier. No one is more successful. No one is richer than their parents that are like, nothing is better in their lives because they have a good- You're saying you're having a hard time justifying showing unconditional love to your son (laughs) because it's not going to end up with him being happier? No. So you feel like you're wasting your time. No, I'm giving him unconditional love. I'm doing, that is base level. I'm saying that there might be something to- being a little afraid of your parents. Like, One, respect. Respect. Like, in a way that's like, don't don't look for me to fix your problems because you don't trust that you're not, like, you're afraid of a little bit of what my judgment. Like, not getting hit, mm. none of that sort of stuff, but you should be afraid. Like, not being best friends with your kids. Absolutely. I am a like, I am a governing body, bitch. You right. want to keep secrets from me, like you want right. to impress. You need to, uh, yeah. You need to be authority. Yes. And how do you wonder. do that? How do you do I, that? At this point, I just wiped this guy's like, boundaries, ass. Boundaries. You can't do it. You wiped his ass, and you're like besties. I, this is this is the this is, and so it was a low point. And then he and I'm looking at him, and I'm being really frank about it. And he kind of looked at me and was like, "Oh no." <laughs> This is like this. This is the level of um, therapy's sort of self like affirmation that's happening in the schools and in parenting now. He looked at me and was like, "Oh no, you need to have more confidence in yourself. <laughs> You're a good mom." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He was like, looked at me, and I feel like I am like really. He's trying to assure you that like you're doing a good job. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm great and you're great. Like, so believe in yourself, bitch. What's wrong? <laughs> and I'm trying to tear him down, and he's like so impervious to it. He's like, oh no, like you know, so like, confidence is- will fix us all. And it's like, yeah, like just stop second guessing yourself and wasting both of our times, mom. 
<laughs> You're doing Why a great job. Why don't you lie down? I'll set the table. <laughs> No, he's not. I mean, so like, it was just. But I think you're right. I think there is a sense of, I I don't know how to do it. I I don't have kids. But if I had kids, I would be, I think, like you, in trying to avoid repeating the mistakes, Mm -hmm. I would be doing the most the other way. But I will say there is a point like, okay, I have a dog, which Uh is not a kid, but, you know, a proxy. There are points, I love my dog so much, unconditionally, whatever, but there are points when I'm like, come here. Yes. And he's just looking at me like this, like, what you gonna do, bitch? You gonna hit me? You know, like, he. Yeah. so it's like, that moment, I think that's what you're kind of talking about, is mm-hmm. like, am I your mother or your sycophant? You know, like, that's yeah. kind of like the line, and I do believe that if I had a child... I would need to draw boundaries. Oh. In 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 meaning I'm not your friend. No. I'm not one of your boys. No. Okay? And you're going to come correct. And I don't know how this is going to happen without me yelling, screaming or hitting, but we'll figure it out. I'll have to do I some mean, like mental gymnastics, but it's th- this is the this is the issue because I hope my kid is, is stupider than I am so that I stay like a step ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is. Thankfully, um, we we hope that he's dumber than us. But because I mean, it only lasts for a certain amount of time. He's seven. He's gonna figure things out eventually. But like, oh, and he's getting there. You have five years to figure this out. Three, or you're done. Three. Oh uh, yeah. Oh three. I guess so. Yeah. Once yeah. he gets his first pubic hair, you're out of there. Out of you're there. done. I mean, it's just like he is. It's there's like. I am stricter than a lot of the people in his life, like other peers of his. I am stricter. Like, you know, he is, you know, when I threw away all of his gifts when he was six, you know what I mean? His birthday presents, like he was like, we're going back and forth. And I was like, so you want me to give these all away? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. And he came to me like that. And I was like, okay. And I threw them all away. Like that was his first time where he was like, oh. Mm -hmm. Consequence. Uh, Yeah. Oma doesn't play. And he knows that. But it's like the... Outside of those kind of consequences, like how to sustain, this is the this is like the dreary drudgery of like parenting, like the day to day. You might need to make up a little bit of struggle or something. You know what I mean? Like something, something, some pay, like find some like Sandy Hook paid actors or something <laughs> to like. <laughs> When I think that I know what you're going to say, this bitch. (laughs) I can tell you've been in the mountains writing. (laughs) I'm going crazy. All right. um, Today we had to shorten our episode because we don't have that much time. So So sorry. Yes. We're going to go right into it's that time. Our final segment in which we introduce something we're absolutely obsessed with. Yes. It's time to sit back and bitch, get into it. All right, bitch, get into this. So going back to the focus of it all, Mm -hmm. you know, call me whatever you want. I did once I moved out to L.A. No, in starting in Chicago, but like ish to L.A., I really started getting into crystals. I know I'm that bitch. Sue me. You've always been witchy. I've always been witchy. I've always been like spiritual. Yeah. Um, There is a I want to recommend a rock today. That has really. 
<laughs> no, listen, listen. That has really helped me focus. And okay. I bring this to every writer's retreat. Oh. I have not gone to any writer's retreat without this rock. And I have not written any pilot without this rock. Okay. Okay. Here's what it is. It's it's called pyrite. We all know what this yes. is. It's fool's fool's gold. Yeah. But usually you get it in like little chunks or whatever, and uh. then you kind of like put it around. You're supposed to like it's supposed to be good for focus and work and you know abundance and whatever, right? Yes. But you just kind of like put it around your computer, let's say, and you forget that it's there because it's like out of sight, right? But the whole point is to like be able to see it to to feel the energy of it. So, you wait, the point of it's to see it? Yeah, cuz if it's like tiny little like crystals or rocks and you like put it around your computer or something like you're not you might not you might your eye might miss it because you're staring at a screen or whatever. Okay. So, I ended up buying a huge chunk <laughs> of pyrite. Okay. This is what it looks like. <laughs> it's as big <laughs> as your fucking face. It's huge. It's super heavy. But, and how, how much I, I paid? I think I paid like $70 for this. Wow. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a fucking rock. But yes. here's what. Yeah, I put it next to my computer and you can't miss this thing. Look at how big no. this is. Yes. Huge, right? It's and so when you carry big. it in your book bag, you feel you the weight care, of it. You packed that. I packed this. It's huge. Look at it. You know in that in, you know in Parasite where they in the yes. beginning where they give that rock and yes. it's like wow, so metaphoric, right? Yes. I know what that meant. Because there's something metaphoric about a rock this size and that's that's pyrite which is supposed to be for like abundance and yeah. uh, focus. It's really good for it's really good for focus. Like you put it next to your computer and you I'm like writing all day and it's not just this three to one this retreat from this week i've taken this to multiple i've written multiple projects with where this. is it so in if your you house, are looking for a right okay i just got I, where is it in your house on when you're not on a retreat um it's near my like little altar okay i have like an altar for like like an abundance altar or whatever okay um but yeah, it's, I know it's crazy. It's so big. Look at it. It it weighs like it's, it's heavy. You could like really do some damage if you like drop this on your foot or something, but it's shiny. The gold flakes, you're real. it really does like bounce the light off. And there's something about it being like this. It's fake gold, but it's, it's fool's gold actually. But the gold of it, there's something about gold and the flecks of gold, I, there, I don't know what it is. It, it, it really just like energizes me and makes me go like, bitch, let's get into it. Let's go. Get into your future. Get into your bag. Get into your money and get yes. into your gig. That's really it. Like it's it's the sparkle and the and the promise of something shiny and bright. And like it reminds gold. you why you're focusing. Right. Yeah. That is. That is. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway. OK, we'll get yeah. that rock. Get that rock if you want. Yeah, some focus. <laughs> uh, try it out. Try it. Out. It's seventy five bucks. If it doesn't work, give it as a gift. Whatever, but or or like you know, save it as whatever for your for yourself. But I really do. It really does work for me. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna look up pyrite. <laughs> 
huge yeah, chunks chunk. of pyrite. pyrite. Go to Etsy. They sell it on Etsy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I just ordered this, and um, this is coming off of a recommendation of a friend, and it just arrived, so I'm going to recommend it, even though I haven't tried it myself. But um, oh. I, it's called an acupressure mat and pillow set. It's on Amazon. Oh, I know it's, these. It's $26. Uh-huh. And she said that what she does is she just lays on it for like 10 to 15 minutes before before bed and that Mm. it like helps her sleep like you wake up with like less pressure less it's just like it's just the laying on it before you go to sleep that for some reason it improves sleeps i mean if you your sleep is improved that helps the rest of your day period and then in the morning she lays on it too oh yeah and stretches oh wow okay Cool. I mean, that's yeah, I've seen those. I've been wanting to get get into those. I'm gonna I mean, because it it's up like on. it's stuff like this where you just like you can put it next to your bed that you can just, just do, do it right before. Yes, yeah, that's very appealing yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, I wish I had that with me right now because it'll help me sleep. I mean, you oh, are yeah, yeah. sleeping. I am sleeping. I'm just like waking up at four for some reason. It's so crazy. Why? Because four? it's crazy to sleep twelve hours. <laughs> I if don't you're think not, so. I do if, it all the time at if home. You, if you are not a growing boy, you do not need. <laughs> 12 hours of sleep. I'm sorry it's depression. to say. It's depression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, go check out check out the acupressure pad and also uh, check out your chunks of pyrite. Get your focus on and get your projects done, folks. The, the holidays are around the corner. Yes. So get into it. Get into it. All right. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.